Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome back to episode 10 of the podcast, and this week I'm talking to you all about automation. Now, when you talk about automation, many people assume that means an impersonal experience because we think it means the same thing, the same email process or whatever, being provided to everyone. But as I'm going to explain, it doesn't have to be that way. And if you've ever received one of those pre-recorded phone calls, you know, the ones I'm talking about, cavity wall insulation or the like, then you're probably thinking automation is terrible for business. But good automation can not only save you time, it can lead to a better experience for your clients and potential clients, and ultimately higher revenue for you. And with less stress too. Doesn't that sound like the kind of thing it's worth investing a bit of time in? At the very least, the 20 minutes or so for this podcast episode. So let's start with talking about the benefits of automation to you as an entrepreneur. I say it can be huge. Obviously, automation saves you time. You don't have to do that task, or at the very least, that task takes less time to do over and over. Of course, automations do take time to set up, but once they're in place, there's no limit to the number of times they can be used and no limit to the number of clients or potential clients that can benefit either. And as I'm going to talk you through some of the automations that can help you, I'll give you some examples of time that clients of mine have saved. Just think, what else could you do with that time? What would your business and life look like if you got an extra hour, two hours, three hours a week? Automation doesn't just save you time though. It can save you energy too. You don't need to think about what to write in that email, for example because the thinking was done when the automation was first set up. Automation makes it easier to scale your business, not just because of the time you save, but also because you can answer so many more client or potential client queries, therefore increasing the number of people you can work with at any one time. And the consistency that automation provides also means that, provided you set up the automation correctly in the first place, of course, there's less room for error. And that's particularly beneficial when you come to scale and introduce others into your team. But even if you don't want to scale, automating your process or parts of it can reduce the stress of work. You don't have to deal with the repetitive queries which may come up all at once and clog up your inbox, or at least not all of them. They're taken care of. This, crucially, allows you to focus on the parts of your business which really need your attention. Now, you probably already knew there were benefits to you, though. Sometimes it's just a case of making the time to set up the automations that's the problem. But there isn't just a benefit to you. There's a benefit to your clients or potential clients as well. And that is a really important reason to do some of these automations. Now, as clients or potential clients, if we're given a choice, we'll always say we like to deal with people rather than automated systems. Do you agree? But the practical reality is actually different. You see, if I'm looking at something as a potential client on an evening, I want answers to my questions then. 
I don't want to wait for a shop to open or someone to be manning the phones. I want the information when it's convenient to me. Usually about nine o'clock, slumped on the sofa with a glass of wine in hand. I know, I know, don't judge. (laughs) But even during office hours, I don't want to sit on the phone, number nine in a queue, waiting for someone to answer. Somebody who might not even have the correct information. This actually happened recently when I was looking to join a Pilates class. I knew exactly which class I wanted and there was some information on the website. But the prices were for a whole term and we were a couple of weeks into term. I wanted to know if I could book just a single session or indeed pay for the number of sessions remaining in the term. Not an unusual question, I would have thought. And when I called the studio, the lady manning the phones didn't know. So we had this, I'll have to check and call you back. And the answer, of course, was I just needed to play pro rata. I would have much preferred to have this information and the ability to pay online. And what actually happened was I had to pay by bank transfer. And in the time it took for that question to be answered and me to pay, that remaining space was taken by somebody else. So they then had to refund me. Automation would have benefited both me and the studio. Now, when it comes to restaurant bookings, personally, I like to phone. I like to make sure I'm not sat by the toilet or in the draft of the door. I'm fussy, I know. My husband, however, will only ever make restaurant bookings online. And to be honest, he's usually the one doing the booking. Because it's much quicker and you get an email confirmation so there can be no confusion of the time, date or other details of the booking. And if he can't book online, he will try a different restaurant. Brutal, I know, but you know it's a competitive world out there. And sometimes we just don't want to talk to the business until we've got more information. We want to make sure they can help us. And that they're within our budget before we pick up the phone or meet via Zoom. Otherwise, we can end up in that awkward position of having a, you know, polite conversation when you know you're not suited to working together and you're a bit embarrassed by the whole thing. Now, of course, we don't want to go to the extreme where you can't speak to a human. Hello, Facebook and Instagram. I'm talking about you. How many people do you know who've had their account disabled or ads blocked and been unable to talk to a human to understand why? It's all about being smart about what you automate. Like many things, it's about the balance. There are lots of things you can automate as a business owner. So what's smart to automate? And what's smart to deal with personally every single time? So I've got six ideas for you to automate. Some of these you might already do. First of all is the answers to popular questions. If you're like me, people ask the same questions over and over. What do you do? Who do you help? Can you help somebody like me? How much do you charge? How long does a website take to build? Can you get me on page one of Google, etc., etc.? Face-to-face, be that in person or on Zoom, I'm obviously very happy to answer these. But I have the answer to all of those on my website too. And when I look at the stats of the number of website visitors I get each day, I'd be exhausted, and I wouldn't get anything else done, if I had to talk to all those people on the phone answering the same questions. 
And having the answers to those questions on my website is just as good. And they're organized in a way that makes sense as you go through the website. So the what do you do and who you help is talked about early on. If you're looking for a kitchen table, my business name is Beyond the Kitchen Table, you've come to the wrong place. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner looking for a new website, then it's very clear that that's what I do. So, you know, take a look around. But questions about price, process and the details of working with me come later. And every time I re rewrite the FAQs on my services page, which I'm actually doing at the moment, the list of questions I address gets longer because I think, what else do I get asked? Having these answers on your website doesn't just save time answering the same questions, but it also improves the quality of leads who get in contact. Those who get in contact are well-informed and keen to work with me. They know I can deliver what they want. They know I'm in range of their budget. They just want confirmation that I'm the right person. That completely changes the tone of the call. It's more of a fit than a sales call. And I don't do hard sell, so that's much more my style. Number two is scheduling calls or appointments. Because gone are the days when you need a personal assistant or going back and forth to schedule a call. There are some great tools that allow you to set your hours and then anyone with the correct link can see your availability within those hours and book a call, meeting, appointment or whatever. And if they need to reschedule, they can do that online. And all you need to do is turn up. This has been a game changer for a number of clients of mine. One therapist client thinks she saved one to two hours every week as a result. She also thinks she previously lost clients because she didn't always get back to them quickly enough with her availability. You know, she's dealing with clients. Or sometimes in that game of to and fro, when they got back to book the slot that they'd been told was available, it had gone. And they just couldn't be bothered to go through the whole availability process again by text or by email. So for scheduling appointments and calls, I use Dubsado. I'll link to it in the comments. I've been using it for a couple of years and it saved me so much time, to be honest. I actually use it for more than just scheduling calls. It helps with contracts, invoicing and other things too. If you want to book a call to talk about a new bespoke website, for example, you can do that directly on my website. Dubsado syncs with my calendar, so I can't be double booked. Although that does rely upon me manually entering things in my calendar that haven't come through, through Dubsado, which I don't always remember to do. But that's human error in the process. And if someone wants to cancel or they need to rebook, then they can do that easily. And I just get notified by email when someone has booked. It's very clever. And although there's a button on the website to book that initial call and indeed some other services that I provide, you can also set up different types of appointments, potentially with different court hours, and you don't have to make that link public. So it can be, for example, the show me how to edit my website call, which I don't want to be publicly available because that's not a service that's available to everybody. Calendly and Acuity Scheduling are other popular tools for scheduling meetings. And unlike Dubsado, they both have free versions, at least at the time of recording this. 
you have to pay for Dubsado after a free t- trial. Um, there is a link in the show notes, which does give you a discount. But the investment I've made has definitely been worthwhile in both time saved and also client experience. And as I mentioned before, Dubsado actually does more than just scheduling calls. If you were just looking to scheduling calls, then I'd probably go with Calendly or Acuity scheduling. There's also a number of others which have been set up for particular industries, especially in the health and fitness space. And many of these, like Dubsado, can do more than just book appointments. So if you're starting out and budget constrained, then I definitely start with Calendly or Acuity scheduling and the free version. But it's worth looking at the features of some of the others and seeing if it's worth paying for one of these. I'll put links to all of them in the show notes. As well as saving the back and forth on booking the appointment, one of the benefits of these systems is that you can also ask for information as part of the booking a call or appointment process. So I ask for some basic information like contact details, whether you've got a website, and your current website address if you do. This means I've got the information I need to prepare for the call beforehand. Best of all, at least with Dubsado, is it sets up a client profile and it saves that basic information so I don't have to ask for it again. And I don't know about you, but as a client, I hate having to give basic information again and again. I just don't have the time for that, nor the patience. And while on the subject of these kind of booking systems, depending upon who you use and the type of plan you have, you might also be able to ask for payment on booking. That payment is all automated as part of the process of booking, so you don't even need to ask, and you don't have to chase yourself, which in itself is worthwhile. Number three is making an inquiry. And in a similar way, you can automate the way that people get in contact with you by using a form. Not everybody wants to book a call initially. Some people have got questions that they might want answering by email or by a form on your website. So a form on your website can give some preset questions for people to answer. And if you're really clever, or indeed if you've got someone who knows what they're doing setting it up, then the questions on that form can change depending upon the answer to other questions. It's called conditional logic. And again, the forms can be linked up to a system like Dubsado so that the details are saved in an easy-to-find place and you don't need to ask for them again. This is particularly good for people like nutritionists who might ask for some basic health information and you don't necessarily want to ask for that again. Having a form on your website means you've automated collecting the information you need, making it easier to respond and ultimately provide a better service to your client. Now, I don't currently do this for new inquiries. It's on my list of things to do, you know, one of those lists. But I do have a questionnaire for completion when somebody does become a client. It collects all the information I need, except for the copy and images, to get going on their website design. It's so much quicker than sending an email with an attached list of questions, which is what I used to do. And of course, I can never find that list of of questions which I wanted to attach. And it comes across as much more professional too, because I can tweak the questionnaire each time in Dubsado if I need to. So I might delete some questions if the client doesn't currently have a website, for example. You see, automation doesn't have to mean sending exactly the same thing to everyone. Number four, you can also set up auto-responses to bookings or inquiries. 
<laughs> that's another one on my to-do list. So someone books a call or completes your inquiry form. And depending upon the system you use, you could set up an auto-response. If someone's inquiring about a particular service, they could get one response. And if they're inquiring about a different service, they could get a different auto-response. And these can be more than just a thank you for your inquiry, I'll be in touch soon. You can direct them to resources that will help them, like specific blog posts, podcast episodes, etc. Perhaps also your social media so they stay in touch. And the benefit of this is they know that you've received their message. They also know when you're going to come back to them, which is something that you should have on that auto-response. And you come across as somebody helpful. I mean, that's a pretty good way to start a relationship, isn't it? Number five, payments. Most people are pretty used to making payments online now. That's one thing the pandemic has taught us. Even my parents have got over their mistrust of entering credit card details into a computer. And automating payments for products or services is one thing that can save time, effort, and also the potential for embarrassment. It amazes me how many times I see things like cakes for sale on my local Facebook page, usually at a reduced price, because somebody has cancelled without paying after the cake has been made. Obviously, if you sell goods, you can include a payment mechanism on your website for people to pay rather than manually sending invoices or getting payment on collection. See those cakes earlier. The same can be done for appointments. When somebody books, you can automatically take payment for the service or a deposit if you don't want to take full payment. And that will reduce the potential for no-shows or late cancellations. You can do it for services on your website too. I take payment for the -the off-the-shelf website templates but I don't for bespoke websites because I want to talk to the potential client first. For regular payments, you can set up a subscription. The time saved sending out regular invoices and chasing payments can be huge. Unless it's something truly bespoke with pricing that changes each time, then you can automate payment. Okay, number six, last one, lead magnets. This is a little bit different. One of the best things you can do is automate the sign-up to your email list. You do have an email list, don't you? Offering some kind of freebie, otherwise known as a lead magnet, in exchange for their email address is much more effective and more likely to get people to sign up than a sign-up-to-my-newsletter kind of invitation. You'll get far more sign-ups that way. We've got a few freebies on offer. There's one currently about what to put on your homepage, another about what you need for a successful website, and a third which is an SEO checklist. You can find them all on our downloads page, and I'll link to them in the show notes. See a little plug in there. And the clever bit is that when somebody signs up to your emails, they're automatically added to your list, and they get sent the lead magnet. Without you needing to do anything. Other than setting it up in the first place, of course. You've probably signed up to a few of these from some of the big names. And you don't need to be a big name to do it. You can even do it for free when your list is small. And as well as the benefits in time, effort, scale and consistency of message, this actually helps with GDPR compliance too. You need to use one of the email marketing systems to do this. Personally, I use ActiveCampaign, but MailChimp, MailerLite and ConvertKit are popular alternatives. And depending upon which you choose... 
your list size and the features you want, you might not even need to pay for this. And setting up this automation of adding somebody to your list and sending them the lead magnet automatically, it's not that difficult to do. You can do it yourself or you can get somebody like a tech VA to, uh, to help you. There are plenty of people around. And as well as sending that initial freebie, if you wanted, you could put new subscribers into an automatic sequence of a few emails, sometimes called a nurture sequence. Or you can just add them to your usual mailing list if you prefer. And I must admit, I used to have one of these nurture sequences, but I did delete it. So you just get the freebie and then my regular emails, which tend to be about the podcast these days. Okay, are you still with me? <laughs> have I blown your mind? So to recap, there are many things you can do to save time and effort and help scale your business by using automations. And these automations don't just benefit you. They can benefit your clients or potential clients too. Today, I've told you about six different automations you can do. And I'd just like to point out that none of these were chatbots. I'm not a fan of these personally. I tried arguing with the DVLA one once wasn't that long ago. Actually, I tried to argue with it more than once and the only result was me getting frustrated. But that's a story for another day. So let's go over each of them briefly. Number one, you can automate responding to frequently asked questions by including the answers on your website. Number two, you can allow clients or potential clients to book appointments with you automatically using scheduling software like Dubsado, Calendly or Acuity Scheduling. Number three, you can collect information from clients and potential clients using preset questionnaires or contact forms. Number four, you can set up autoresponders to reply to those. Number five, payments for products or services that can be priced ahead can also be automated, as can regular payments. And finally, number six, you can automatically automate the process of signing up to your mail, email list. There are many other things you can automate, but this is a useful starter list. Now, I've done the work of giving you six. I want you to choose one, just one, pick any one. And I want you to add this automation into your business. Let me know which one you're choosing. You can email me at say hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk Tag me on social media or send me a message. You don't have to contact me, but it would be nice to know. Yes, there's a time investment, but just think about the time you will save every week once you've installed one of these. And more importantly than the one you choose, what are you going to do with all that time saved? Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.